Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Tell me about the humidity. (laughs) (laughs) Those summer southern storms. But you said it's overcast and up north too. It's like even if it wasn't raining, it feels like it's raining. (laughs) Yeah, so gnarly. (laughs) It's yeah, it's so weird because like every day is a chance of thunderstorms. That's Mm. just a given in the south. I feel like yeah, which I I don't mind. I feel like if they come and go, it's great. Like kind of washes the afternoon away a little bit. But when it rains in New York, I feel like it just rains forever. Like four days. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. In Florida, it doesn't rain every day in the summer. Is that Pretty much. Of- yeah. yeah. They're supposed to have like 10 days of no rain, but uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. I have to talk to you about Florida related news because I know that you love when I bring all of my Florida thoughts and questions to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> have you seen the news about the riptides? I have not. No, but I actually, I was going to bring up some other Florida related news. I mean, there's a lot going on down there right now. I mean, 10 people have drowned in the Gulf because of this crazy riptide. And I don't even know if I should share this because it's really sad, but two dads on Father's Day, both of them trying to save one, their kids. Oh my God. That's horrifying. Were they out far? Like, I don't know. They were, they said knee deep is too deep. Wow. on this um news report because they're really close to shore i had no idea no i didn't read that i know there's like a flesh-eating bacteria in the ocean in, in places where it's like very stagnant oh um and then just to really solidify the end of the world malaria No. yeah a few cases of malaria in texas and in florida is that because it's getting hotter or is there another reason? I didn't know it was still a thing. I believe that I'm vaccinated because when I was, I traveled as a teenager to Asia and South America, and I think they preventative for teenagers, they make you do that. But it's like a lot. It's like pills and shots. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. So maybe they're just, it's not standard. And so where has it been? I just don't understand. I don't think it's gone anywhere, but am yeah. I missing something? How come it wasn't here? Like, I don't get it. I- we need a doctor to tell us because I think it's like yeah. they, so they bite somebody that has it and then bite somebody else and then you can get it from that person who had it. So it kind of spreads that way. I'm looking it up. I'm Googling it. I'm doing a Goog. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, this says 2003. We haven't had a case. So I, I don't know. But where did you see that news? Is it fake news? No, no, no. This is new. It's since 2003. So it's oh. the first one since right so why now yeah it's like where where have they gone i don't know i do not know is it a certain breed of mosquito Uh, it's sad we need some malaria experts communicate disease experts the risk is higher in areas where local climatic conditions allow the anaphilus mosquito to survive during most of or the entire year and where travelers from malaria endemic areas are found so i guess it's like a double whammy uh but we definitely need a 
We need a bug guy. Bug lady. What are they called again? The uh, they've got a name. The bug people. It's not endocrinologist. That's a Entomol- entomologist. entomologist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've got this figured out. We're basically wow. scientists. So, so <laughs> you have a science degree. Um, yeah. That's it. So it's these mosquitoes that are a specific kind. And maybe because the weather is changing, they're happier now. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, speaking of being a scientist, <laughs> I so I signed up for the New York Times suite of games and I thought it would be good for my brain, you know, right? Like crossword sharp, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, particularly the spelling bee is my game of yeah. choice. And it not only is it the biggest time suck I've ever experienced, I can't stop. It's the new Starbucks summer game, uh, <laughs> but I am fucking terrible at it and I'm devastated. And so now it's become like a fight with myself. How I don't know how people are getting expert. I'll find like 45 words and be like, I'm killing it. I'm not. Okay. This is not an ad, but I really wish it was because this is, sounds really fun. I love spelling and geography. When I was growing up, my dad and mom were divorced. And so my dad would come pick us up and it was an hour back to his house and he would quiz me on spelling. Oh my God. I love quizzing Atlas on spelling. I Mm -hmm. loved spelling as a kid. Like winning the spelling bee was my crowning achievement of my entire childhood and that is, I think, why this hurts so much. Yeah, because it was your it's your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I need to hear from people, like, if they're playing this game, if they're good at it, if they're breaking past the third level, like, I just can't see how it's possible without pulling out a full dictionary. I love it. Now I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, the premise is, like, you have, I think it's six letters and then a center letter. And so you have to spell, make as many words as you can out of only those letters. And you can reuse them. Right. But it's like, you know, you have to use the center letter in every word. So I just don't know. Sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played Boggle last night, actually, for the first time in, I don't know, decades. And Boggle is so fun. So similar mm-hmm. idea. I love Boggle. It brings me very much joy. I love Scrabble. I love Bananagrams. I love any mm-hmm. sort of letter related game. I guess that's what we're profiling ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Boggle was really fun. Actually, we ended up staying up way too late playing 13 rounds of Boggle. Oh my gosh. Good for you. I mean, sure. You look very rested. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy morning. We have like 47 kids going to camp here. So it was, it was the first time in my life that I wasn't judging the home alone mom. I was about to say this reminds me of like the when you say that I think of like the morning of Home Alone. I really hate I don't hate that movie, but I'm always thinking, come on, lady, come on. And this morning, so I was eight fifteen. I was feeding all these kids breakfast. I was making all these lunches with my sister and and my brothers washing out their water bottles because we stayed up till two in the morning, and so we're doing it a little late. And it was eight fifteen, and Sylvie hadn't woken up, and she has to be at camp at eight thirty. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. It's only 10 minutes away, but I woke her up and it, and then it was just chaos getting her out the door in like a matter of five minutes. But you know, it's those moments when you realize you can do it. Yeah. They're there. They're all at camp and now it's quiet mm-hmm. and I'm talking to you. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, am I wasting my time waking up so early? Should I just be like phoning it in every day and rushing out? Could be. I didn't love it. I didn't love that start to the morning, but here we are. 
that's it. Fine. That's it. You did it. Just let it, We're let all it good. go. Yeah, yeah, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> um, I was thinking this morning about do you know this do you know this term glimmer i i love that word it's a beautiful word so it's like a glimmer is the opposite of a trigger i've never heard that and i love it immediately it's it feels very on brand for us um and it's like about recognizing things you know in the same way that if you're sitting in traffic and you know, you're hitting every red light. Those are like going to be triggers for the day. And you feel like you're already blocked. If you like happen that same route one day and all lights are green and it's a beautiful morning, um, those are glimmers. And so like consciously recognizing these like breaks for your sensory system. Um, and they are kind of like affirmations that you're on the right path. It's something to remind ourselves as we head into what will probably be a very chaotic and stressful summer, but also a very beautiful summer is just to like recognize those, you know, recognize those moments too. I love that idea. It's a beautiful notion. I take walks every day and I see so many glimmers. Actually, I think it's why I take walks. See baby bunnies saw two last week what? eating clovers. It was <gasps> two. I think it was the same one, but I'm not sure because it got huge. It got bigger, but they grow so fast. So I wasn't sure. And then, you know, I see a lot of baby bunnies. Did you ask him? Yeah. I walked up to him and the other one let me get really close because he, I mean, I could not get close because there's only like a track and then this one didn't. So I thought either he doesn't remember me or this one's a little more <laughs> shy. So anyway, but, and then flowers, even just a flower, a beautiful flower. I saw the hawk. Um, It's like, a beautiful tree. Like anytime I see anything yes. mildly interesting. The I, moon. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. But now Asa does it too. We were on the drive to up, you know, we were traveling all summer. And I always point out a lake or a really pretty building. And Asa did it twice on the drive. He stopped whatever he was doing. And he's like, mom, look at that lake. And oh. then when you drive through Richmond, Virginia, right on the interstate is that really beautiful train. It's like a train depot or an old, I don't know what it is, but it's really pretty. And he pointed that out too. And I thought, oh, and so he's catching his glimmers. Yeah, he is. And he's doing it for you, which is so yeah. sweet. <laughs> like, oh, so sweet. Actually, that leads us directly into our question, which I'm going to ask you. So very good transition. Um, this is from Instagram and we should post, we'll post again at some point for more questions, but we have some good ones still. Um, so the question today is, have either of you had any experience that made you rethink your outlook on life? I mean, yes, the answer is yes. I think there are a, a lot. I was thinking about, um, this question when you sent it this morning, because I think they're like anything there, like these different periods of life that maybe you encounter something that puts you onto a, a different path. But I think the two most relevant are, um, so we have, I've definitely talked about this on the show before, but I, my, I had a friend pass away, one of my best friends, uh, in my twenties, right after Claudio and I had gotten married. And, um, you know, he was, he was my adventurous friend, like my crazy, like, climbing mountains and going snowboarding down them and just doing like crazy shit all of the time. Um, and he passed away in a motorcycle race. And I remember like at the time 
because you know I had just gotten married and we were very like oh maybe we'll have kids and um like settle down in the country and I was feeling very like safe and kind of living like a even though our lives are very strange and you know not super traditional it felt like I was getting to a place where like a lot of our friends were kind of like you know just like settling down and and starting to do I guess what you would consider real life to be um and I was feeling like really pressured maybe by that so when this happened my immediate reaction was how could you do you know like you took away like a future of our kids hanging together and being together and like you're so young whatever all these things that we do when we grieve um in this process that we go through and at some point in that process it became really clear to me that death is coming for all of us whether we want it to or not uh we don't know when it's coming and it really inspired me in this way to look at my life and say i don't have to do these things the way that other people are doing them right now and if there was any way he would have wanted to go it was this so like that's something that was a pivotal moment in changing my perspective just to say like you know what do the things take the trips do the risky shit if you want to do that like spend your life the way that you want to spend it because you're not getting out of anything you're going to go from a heart attack sitting in your house or you will be on an epic vacation in Europe or whatever it is like just live your life and find your beat and follow that because you're you're you know you're not going to you're not going to escape the realities of the world so uh that was like a big moment for me and then the second one i was thinking about was uh kind of like a montage of moments but uh started when my friend Natalie and I had started our social media agency years ago and it was the first time that we were <laughs> pitching a client a potential client and were very candidly and unkindly told no in a <laughs> in an almost an insulting way you know we had to come back to them with this proposal we were doing great we were very proud of like our growth and we were getting very confident um and they were just like uh no 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 you don't deserve this amount of money that you're like asking for we don't spend that on anything you know they were just really shitty about it and uh i think my immediate reaction it took like 24 hours to go home and feel like sad and like, oh my gosh second guess what we were doing and are we asking too much are we or putting ourselves kind of above where we are and then the second day i was pissed and it made us fight even harder for what we knew we were worth and approach things in a much more confident way and i think like another example of that is in 2012 when we optioned the amory wars uh with mark walberg and steven levinson's production company we were on top of the world you know so exciting like this thing's finally going to get made and we worked so hard all of this hype and then it just sat there and sat there and sat there and we're waiting for something to happen and uh and eventually just kind of like sorry this isn't happening this is like we don't have time for it it's expensive we're not going to do it so that was another example of like a much slower no precursored with a yes and the moral of those two stories is again you're going to hear a lot of no's you're going to hear so many no's in your life and people are going to tell you that you're not capable or something isn't for them um and if i had let either of those things 
really changed my self-worth or stopped me from pushing forward into other directions, we would have missed out on so many things, so many like life-changing things we created for ourselves or just clients and interactions and opportunities. So I think the most important thing that you can learn right now is do not let other people tell you what you can or can't do. I needed to hear that. It's so good. It's something that I do think is like a, you learn in cycles because Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, you hear like that negative reaction or that no, and you feel really shitty and you feel like you should quit and stay in bed. And and then the next day you're like, well, that's fuck that. And then the third day you're like, forget anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm sad. doesn't matter if I'm happy. I just keep going. I just keep walking my path. So I feel like that is, yeah, brilliant. As lifelong learners and also big fans of ordering wine in other languages, Misha and I tried to learn as much Italian as possible before our writing trip this year. Now we're studying Portuguese too, and are so excited to partner with Babbel.com, Language for Life, to offer 55% off subscriptions to our listeners. As band wives and women who honestly can't sit still, we're loving their online classes and app-based lessons for learning on the road and on the go. They also have podcasts and games, and if you listen to our podcast, you know we can't get enough of those. We're hooking you up with discounted memberships so that you can learn to order Vino Tinto anywhere in the world. Visit bandwivespod.com backslash babble to sign up today. I have changed my outlook so many times in life, and I feel like... I'm a slow learner. So I don't think I've had that boom thing where all of a sudden I understand exactly what's going on (laughs) or I feel like I'm, you know, on top of the world because I learn things so slowly. And I go back to my old journals and will read a sentence and say, wow, I had that figured out once, completely (laughs) forgot it. And here I am learning it again. It's that idea that I, I, you know, where you're always walking up the mountain, but it's a spiral. So you circle back around to these lessons that you need to learn or you haven't quite learned. But for example, I was raised very, very religious and in a way that still traumatizes me. I don't know if we can call it trauma, if that's fair, but it definitely had me bathing in fear because Mm -hmm. it was the hellfire, you know, sort of thing. And that I had to come out of that and it was really difficult and a, a lot of just fear because it was what I, what I was told to do. And so coming out of that, I was really sad and then really angry. As you said, it is like that, you know, process. And then I was um, sh- cold, shut off, completely like disconnected from, from anything that could possibly be related to spirituality or, um, that life has any further meaning or, you know, I was like simply, you know, kind of like I can only handle materialism right now, like that the mm-hmm. world is material and that's it. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years. And now I really think I'm back to a place where I doesn't make sense to me that it, that it could all be material, you know, and this is like kind of a personal example, but this is what we're here for. This is great. And so, yeah. And so now I think, oh, of course it seems to me, there is certainly something else going on here. I believe in this, there's like some thing else that we don't quite see or understand. There's a spiritual realm, there's a world beyond, but I don't know 
what it could be, but I have some ideas and I let myself even have ideas because for a long time I thought no one could know, no one could possibly know. I don't want to hear anyone's thoughts on it. I'm mm-hmm. so freaked out by it. So I mean, that's been 20 years since in in that process. Um, and that one is hard for me because the other thing, the other outlook that changed my life is is trusting my intuition. But my intuition in that area was so degraded for so long that I I'm still like trying to build it up. But when I, for example, went back to graduate school, I was going to go for English, had this plan, going to get a job teaching literature, you know, at a community college. I tried to make it really um, like doable and sustainable as a career. Took my first creative writing class and then told Adam, I'm going to do creative writing (laughs) instead. No, no, you know, no job security. No, but I just absolutely knew without a shadow of a doubt that that is what I had to do. And I did it. And there's been several times in my life where, you know, I, and that, you know, that where I was like, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is what I had to do. This is the direction I had to take. This is the decision I had to make. Your glimmers. My glimmers. And just this knowledge um, in difficult situations that I've, you know, been in through the years. And it doesn't, it's not always there, but it's such a relief when it is. And you, and you kind of know that this path is cleared for you. And so that is learning to kind of trust that and just go with it has been really helpful. It's sort of like we all have this internal map, right? We have these internal impulses and like nodes of intuition. And then like religion as a child almost is like using the GPS in the car. And so now you're shutting your own knowledge of the direction off because you have this other thing that's navigating. That's why you hear about people driving into the fucking ocean because they're following the GPS, you know, like yesterday on the train, I said to Claudio, cause he's, he's here and we're like, he's, you know, so now he's on the subway with me and we missed our stop. He like got us off on the wrong stop. And he was like, Oh shit, we should have gone like two more. And I was like, it's funny you say that. Cause I knew that. But when you got off the train, like you're my GPS, I literally <laughs> shut off my brain because you're home. And I'm so excited that you're like here and I have somebody else making life choices for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like the damage that giving people this like clear cut definition of life and this roadmap and like this is the truth. There's nothing beyond this. It really stunts your ability to follow your own intuition, to like listen to your heart and soul and body and the universe because you're like. I don't know anything. Everybody else clearly has this figured out. The adults know more than I do. Um, and then you realize like the adults don't know anything either. And we're all a mess. And, you know, you wasted so much time that you could have been really like deep diving. Oh, yeah. I was actually very angry <laughs> for uh, a while, quite a while for the t- wasted time because I was um, like deer in headlight status scared to make choices, didn't know what direction to take. But I was also, that was tied to, and I've talked about this in the show before, that victim Mm -hmm. mentality. I don't really know. It's all connected somehow where I just felt like I had to be a victim because I didn't know how to take care of myself. Yeah. 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 And I don't know how much that's connected or it was just two separate issues that had like that mutual, um, you know, the circle connected. But uh, it's been really freeing, but interesting to kind of break away. It's hard work, though. Yeah. And as a curious person, you know, I think it's extra hard for innately curious people 
to stifle that impulse for so long to be like, sorry, I know that this, some of these things don't add up, but like, just follow the rule, follow the book. It's cool. Mm. Uh, like I, I mean, my kid could come to me and say that he believes that, you know, God is a fire hydrant because at the end of the day, what's religion and what's God to him could be totally different than it is to me. And I think that's, you know, we're all coming from these different experiences and different lifestyles and different choices. Like we have to give room for that. Yeah. We don't even know what time is. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) it doesn't even work. We still don't know what happened to Poe. Oh man. There's so many unanswered questions. I know. Will we find out? Will we, when everything, when we're done here, do we get to know all these things? I hope that's at the top of the list. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, like to go back to the question, the big one is motherhood, but I don't think you need that experience. And the funny thing, I don't think it's funny. I think it's, I don't know if it's sad, if it's just interesting. (laughs) The funny thing is, as the saying goes, another thing that made me so scared because you're holding that tiny baby. And I was just a week past 24 years old and they just sent me on my way. And all of a sudden you're so responsible for this very fragile thing. And I did not know that emotion was coming and that mm. shocked me. And that has certainly changed my life in a huge way. Um, you know, for all of it's for the better, I believe we're climbing the mountain. But it was that shocked me and took a long time to process. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the emotion, the emotion of parenthood. Whew, it's a daily one for me that deep today, like Atlas is going to fourth grade and I'm And so now I'm in this phase this summer where I do this. I'm like, my sentimentalism like gets in the way of my life constantly. (laughs) My romanticizing of the human existence is my biggest enemy. Um, No, it's your biggest uh, strength. It's like I'm taking photos of him sleeping before his birthday. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's just, I really get obsessed with like the beginnings and endings of these, of like these moments. And (laughs) he keeps saying like, I'm in fourth grade now. And I'm like, no, you're not dude. Not yet. It's not the first day of school. You're in the in-between. So let's like savor these moments. But that overwhelming, like emotional swing of being a mother, I literally said to Travis yesterday, I was like, you know, I don't consider myself to be the kind of person that would be capable of murder. But now that I'm a parent, I know that I am. I know. Like, I'm not going on record as saying this, but I kind of (laughs) It's on record. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> truly on the record if so, and and not only for my own child but for like the children I know that's a kind of like maternal rage it's this it's this I don't know I don't know but uh, yeah that that to me was something that really changed my perspective too it's just I mean obviously parenting in general but that yeah. swing of like these emotions that are so huge they're so huge and and they can be I mean I was just reading the article a big article came out in the times I think just yesterday or something that was the postpartum depression mm-hmm. and so but it's just part all part of that pendulum of hormones and emotions and this overwhelming responsibility and that but you saying the maternal instinct made me think of randomly John Wick and oh that's like God. caternal instinct because it's like when you have something to protect, 
right? Yes. Wasn't it his cat? Right. There's so his I dog. Think, his, oh, his dog. See, I don't know. Dog I, I can't watch that. One. Oh, so it's not. Oh, I thought there was one where there was a cat, but maybe that was the spoof with Jordan Key and Peele or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that one, not John Wick. Too violent. But yeah, I think there's something there to that, like needing to protect the weak, the weak and innocent. Yes. As soon as you open your life to caring for another thing, maybe that is why where and why religion exists humans kind of need to be like protected from our humanness yeah i think the i love comparative religion and studying mythology and and, in the history of spirituality and i it's done harm and but it's also helped do a lot of good and create meaningful culture and rules around that that is important Actually, this is a very quick aside, but not really. Um, I this morning, so it's like the anniversary of uh, the Shirley Jackson, uh, the lottery. I shared that. I shared it too because I teach that story and I love it. Just the craft involved is so important. It explores every aspect of humanity in thirty pages. Yeah, you mean like the mothers? She's busy, right? She's washing her hands. She mm-hmm. does. That's the opening, right? She doesn't yep. want. Yeah, she's yeah. too busy keeping her house to go, and she's scared. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, because we don't know yet that she's scared. I love that story. Uh, so well, just so well written, and yeah, she's in that literary witches book. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. I mentioned I saw this book called Literary Witches at the Library that I'm obsessed with, and she's Shirley Jackson's. Um, got her bio in there. It's fascinating. I'm going to pick it up. I am going to add it to my list of 700 books of summer. My brother just gave me another book, um, Mind of My Mind by Octavia Butler. So I I don't know. I'm going to have to fit that in. You know what would be really fun is if we started a uh, like a subsidiary Bandwives book club. Oh, yes. We should do that because uh, we would have to go back through and listen. But I, I've yeah. had questions on our Instagram, people asking to write down all the books that we've yeah. talked about. There's just so many. And it could be one episode a month. We have like a actual book club discussion of that book. Actually, we could invite people. We could send the link out to everyone. Yes. And they could come. Yeah. That'd be fun. And if we wanted, we could read like kind of, you know, spiritual books or the history of religions or, you know, yeah. we could do whatever. We could read, uh, you know, the authors that we've had on the show too. There's so many good ones. I mean, we have so many incredible interviews coming up. Yeah, I don't know. This I really loved this question too. I did too. Now I'm still thinking about it, but we'll wrap it up and <laughs> I'll continue listen, this later. <laughs> we can make this a two-parter if you want it. It's a great question. It's it's a great question for everyone out there to think about. What what are the? I don't even know that. Like I said, I don't know that I have moments because I am a slow circular learner, but mm-hmm. I've definitely had paradigm shifts. Yeah, and then sometimes reshifts because I think maybe even late, like starting at around thirty-ish. Or, you know, um, is when I realized all, I think that most identities are just like kind of constructed out of mud and you really got to work to keep that up and all these beliefs and like who you think you are and things. Oh, it's so much easier to remember. I've, we've talked about this. <laughs> just like if we're all fluid. There's nothing. I, I always ask my students, do you think people are, are like real? They have their real like construction and they're just one way and that's the only way they are do you think you have a real identity what do they say like what do they they hate that question they (laughs) they hate it they are disturbed and annoyed 
But I think that's why characters are so malleable because people are, and they act different in every situation. Mm -hmm. uh, sociologists know that. They know that we use different forms of language, different tones and dialects. We are play different roles. Yep. We make excuses for people that we know personally versus people we do not. That That alone, I think just the knowledge psychologically it can change like humanity just understanding the way that the brain works and that in some ways the brain is the worst enemy of, of oh, like I think so <laughs> I actually believe that I yeah. think the ego and the super ego 100%. can work so hard against us and keep us um, judgmental afraid of people judging ourselves which is the evident that online you know chat stuff but I do think you're right that our own brains can be yeah, sabotage, like joy and world. coexistence. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can't cling too much to your like ego's beliefs about who you are and what you believe and what you know, yeah. um, because it's dangerous. 100%. Be free. We know nothing. <laughs> we are nothing. <laughs> the that universe true. is nothing. Time is nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember actually some, now that we're, Last thing, I swear. What did change my life was, I don't even know when this was, third grade, fourth grade. And the teacher conv convinced me finally, you know, that cells don't actually touch. Nothing is actually, you remember, like you learned, like they mm -hmm. can't actually, there has to be some space, tension or whatever. Because if they collide, obviously that is very bad. And so when I learned that even material things, there's like space I still think that means something spiritually. <laughs> like, That's so zen. We're all energy. We're all, it's just so oh. strange to me that the, uh, there's like real space in between the heart, wooden table. That's what they, mm -hmm. my teacher used as an example. And I st sticks with me. I'm sure science people will be like, it's not that simple. And it's not actually how it works. But in my mind, there's some such mystery in, in physics. That would be maybe one of my alternate, alternate jobs just to be an astrophysicist get some answers yes exactly i'll have to remind myself that on the train next week because there is no damn space yeah, yeah, like <laughs> there's space everywhere that makes my whole body feel so much more relaxed just thinking about space oh. yeah it's interesting well yeah you're in new york city too so that's probably a good zen <laughs> mantra all right, we'll go enjoy the great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> we better get off this call. I will see you soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening.